I'm starting to feel like maybe there's like a real resentment here around <laughs> my star power. Obviously. <laughs> You're like, no, I didn't even notice that Logan had written a song about you. Oh, <laughs> you know, because he was going to write a song about me too. But of course that never came to fruition. Well, he was going to do a little skit about, you know, it's just that simple. Yeah. That never, ever came to fruition because, you know, you know, there's Mike Rafey, there's Brian, there's Ashley. And now I find out that there's a Tyler song. Well, you know what? There's actually two Tyler songs. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my house. <laughs> this really is my house. Glitter and gay. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. Do you know that I, I had a follower from Instagram? <laughs> like I've got one follower. And she reached out to me. Her and her partner, her and her wife now, uh, and she is a comedian. And she reached out to me on, on Instagram. And she goes like, hey, is there a Glinda in Nashville? And I'm like, actually, my niece is in Nashville. I'd love to make the connection for you. And they bought a house from my niece, Paris. And do you know that she wrote a song called Road Hard, R-O-D-E, Road Hard. And it is a comedy country song, and it is a play on words for things that you would say about a boat that you could also... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is hilarious. It is number five on the country charts. Really? She just released it. Yes. I thought you were going to say, I thought eventually this was going to be that it's about you. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, but it, Danae Hayes and, and her uh, wife is Mandy and they are so awesome. They're so great. And, uh, but when you say is that it like an up-tempo country song, is it kind of like, you can like really, it, we're not playing it right now. I just want you to kind of get uh, the gist in, of it. We're in the middle of a podcast. I just want you to get the gist of it. Or is it like a, one of those country ballads? This doesn't sound like it's going to be a sexy song at all. <laughs> wow. We don't we can't afford the royalties on this. You said it's number 5. You said it's number 5. What kind of budget do you think we have at Glitter and Gay that we could be playing the number 5 country song on our fucking podcast, Glinda? She's Think a, like a business person. She's a friend. Yeah, and her friends have a... I, I'm sure she's managed. If she's got the number five song Do you out think right she's now, managed? If she's got the number five song on the country charts... It yeah, is. Someone, I, the mic is bothering their, me. It's wiggling. It's low. It's just bothering me. I'm not used to having things this close to <laughs> Denver, Denver, I, I feel like Denver has feedback. We're too worried the second episode into this season. Glinda's diva neediness is off the chart. She was I, I like, we're, she's like, we, we have a hit song that we're going to play. We're going to get slapped with like a $30,000 fine for that. We and are not. I love that you're like, I know her. I my, do. My cousin sold her a house. They'll give us the song for free. That's not how the world works. Don't you think that she'll be happy that we talked about her song? Yeah, but and then when you play the song, it doesn't go as well. Do you, have you ever noticed like on a YouTube video if you, <laughs> so I don't know if you know this about me. 
I used to have a YouTube series. This was way back in the day. And it was uh, and it was a weight loss YouTube series. And it was called Fat and Gay. And I treated it like, but I acronymed it. Just think through that real quick. Fat and Gay acronymed. <laughs> and um, it's no longer on the internet. Don't worry. I see the look that you're giving me. And uh, anyway, it was kind of a hit for a second. And, and basically, I just said, like, uh, what were those, like, this was before people were recording on their iPhones. It was like this little like handheld camera and you would, I would just walk around and take these videos and then, and it came with like really easy, like editing, like tools that were all built in. And so I would record myself all week, like going to the gym and what I would eat. And then at the end of the week, I would film myself weighing in just like they do on Biggest Loser. And anyway, I used to edit in songs all the time <laughs> and my go-to song when I was going for like a comedic moment would be me working out but then I would like but you have to imagine this is 400 pound Tyler working out and uh and then I would edit it down to slow-mo of me like running on the treadmill like drenched in sweat and then I would always play Michael Jackson's theme song from Free Willy <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I just thought it was the funniest thing ever that because I was kind of like making fun of myself anyway after like six months on YouTube YouTube realized that I didn't have the rights to this Michael Jackson free Willy song and so they just cut out the music and inserted whatever kind of like public domain music they wanted and so after a while you would tune in and I was just like slow-mo running to a dum -dum 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 -dum, just like this like like totally made up music um, and then once I, honestly, once I got a million dollar listing, I deleted all of them because there was, this was the thing back then, nobody really thought as much about getting canceled. And every single episode I watched, I was like, oh no, that can't be said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should have known better than that. Um, and so I ended up just taking down the whole series, especially considering it was fat and gay, but acronymed like the, the title over the, <laughs> over the film was enough. Um, Do you know that P. Diddy pays Sting $5,000 a day because he used a snippet of his music in uh, a song? Oh, I did know this. Yeah. Like a big hit song, though. Yeah. Like a big hit. Yeah, not, 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 yeah. And it was Sting. Right, because it was the same thing with the guy who did Ice Ice Baby. Yes. And I mean, that that was like growing up, and he was like, it's not... There's this dun 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 dun, and he's like, mine is dun 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 dun. It's a little different. <laughs> and, yeah. How um, did we get on this topic? Because oh, you that's were, right. Because you were trying to play non-public yeah. domain music. Yeah. And and that shit is going to be expensive. I think I should just send her a message on Instagram and tell her that I put it on our podcast. Well, listen, maybe. I didn't know where we were going with this episode, but maybe it's a don't ask, don't get episode. You know, because. Don't ask, don't get. Oh, totally. No, this is like something that's been showing up in my life a lot. You seem confused. <laughs> Here I am, right, telling you that we're going to get charged for, for you playing that song. Yeah, because you're as negative, if, Neil. As if I'm the authority. Right. And based off of a previous experience that I've had and previous experiences that I've heard about. And you're like, no, I can just ask. And here right. I am talking to you. So like... 
giving me shit. Right. And this is a very real conversation that's happening right now. Right. I mean, we're being playful, obviously. It's not that big of a deal that you played this country song. I'm sure if anything, we'll just edit it out if they send us a bill. We'll, right. like, we'll just cut it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but it does make me think of like all those times in life where, and I was, you know, so Glenda and I were just interviewing with somebody and um and something that like came up for me whenever we were talking about kind of like our history and and how we've met i feel like when you're sharing something you want to do when you're sharing like a dream when you're just sharing something what you want out of your life there's always somebody there to like tell you why it's not going to work out whether it's as simple as like oh i want to play this song on my podcast and you've got somebody there to tell you why it's not so often in life, we give that person the power. We're like, oh, they must know something I don't. They must be right, right? Like how many kids growing up want to be a movie star, want to be a TV star, want to be a, a singer, want to be an artist, all the things that we're told are like impossible to do. And so you hear it, eventually you pay attention to it. I've been fortunate in my New York experience. You know, one of my first friends in the city was Helena York. I met her in like 2007 and and when I first met her she was in an off-Broadway show she had just graduated from college and and the fact that she was in an off-Broadway show is called Walmartopia and it was this comedy musical about a bunch of people who worked at Walmart <laughs> and um, she I remember I just thought it was like the coolest fucking thing that I knew somebody who was in an off-Broadway show. And I was just like so proud of her. <laughs> I went and saw the show. We were barely friends at the time. And then she, I guess it was probably like six months late. I had just gotten into real estate and she called me and she lived in this apartment in Washington Heights. And she called me and she had just gotten uh, cast as Glinda in the national tour of Wicked. <gasps> And that was like her second like big professional job. And I was like, what? I was like, you're going to be Glinda <laughs> in Wicked on tour? And I just like, again, could not wrap my mind around it. So she leaves for the Wicked tour. She, the reason she was calling was to see if I could help find somebody to take over her lease on this apartment while she was gone. So I ended up taking over the lease myself. I moved into her apartment up in Washington Heights. So we always joke that she became my landlady. <laughs> and then and then after that, she moved. Uh, after she got back from the tour, she got cast as Marty and Grease on Broadway. So, I mean, she was just show after show after show. And then when she got back to do Grease, she reached out to me and was like, I should probably live in Hell's Kitchen now because it's just going to be easier to walk to and from the theaters and like back and forth from rehearsals and things like that. So I reached out, I found her an apartment in this building on 48th street. She got like this beautiful one bedroom. They happen to have a studio available as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the studio. And so I lived downstairs from her and we lived in the same building. And that was when our like friendship really began was like being neighbors in the same building and hanging out all the time. So then after she did, Greece, bring it on the movie was coming to broadway and she got cast in the kirsten dunce role and when it came to atlanta to do the out-of-town tryouts at the fox theater um during one of the dress rehearsals she was doing a standing back tuck and broke her ankle and 
Um, and so she, she ended up, she couldn't dance for like a year. So <gasps> they ended up having to replace her. She didn't get to take it to Broadway. And that was going to be her first time, like originating, like the starring moment. And so, and she has a very inspiring story because she ends up moving back up to New York, you know, kind of like takes a minute to kind of like figure out her footing. She has an amazing mindset. And that was when she was like, well, if I can't dance right now, maybe I should maybe just put my hat in the ring for some TV. And, um, and she ended up getting cast in 30 rock. And then she, uh, she was like a recurring role, the first season of masters of sex on Showtime. And now I, I, if you have not seen this show, you have to see this show. It's, I'm not just saying this because she's one of my best friends. I think it's the funniest show on TV and it's called the other two and it's on HBO and it's starring Molly Shannon. And, and it's basically this, the premise is hysterical. It's basically she has a son that's kind of like loosely based on a Justin Bieber character, except her son for the comedy is actually, not, even though Justin Bieber is super talented, I stand by that. Her son is not that talented, but he goes viral on YouTube and becomes like the most famous pop singer in the world. <laughs> and Molly Shannon is the stage mom. And then she's got these other two kids that are kind of like the fuck up, very funny kids. And the show is about the other two and she's the daughter. And so, and it's like, now she's the star of this show. They're on their third season now. And the show's hysterical. It's a huge hit. And so she was always kind of like that early reference point to me when everybody would talk about how like, oh, you can't get famous. Like, you know, getting on Broadway show is like a one in a million chance. I get it. But I had somebody in my life that I was like, she's very normal. Like, you know, she's not she's not the daughter of a Broadway producer, you know, nobody's, she's just a hard worker who's got the talent and, and goes for it. And, you know, and so I always had that kind of like reference point in my life. And so when I started thinking about the things that I wanted to do, she was always, and she knows that she was always somebody that I thought of when I would start saying like what I wanted to do with my life. And people were like, yeah, like in real estate, People were like, you know, in order to be successful, you have to know all these rich people and you have to have this and like, and it's really hard and it takes forever to start making money and you're not, you're, you don't have enough money to wait that long. And so it just doesn't end up working out for people. And I was like, it's worked out for enough, you know, that I was like, I'm just going to choose not to, not to take you as like the holy grail of information right now. And then I had that moment with you, right? And I think like, I think one of the reasons you're so relatable is because you've kind of been like doing your real estate groove for so long, right? I mean, you really have, you talk about it constantly. Like this isn't a secret. You've been doing it since, how old were you when you got into real estate? Uh, 25. Right. And 25. You and you became a public figure at 54. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so... A public figure, what are you talking about? I mean, I heard <laughs> you're, depending on who wins the Republican nominee... <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Where, where is he going with this? So it's... It, so, yes. Go ahead. I mean, almost a million people follow you on Instagram. That's not a, that's not a private member <laughs> of, well, the, of the public community. You know... Somebody said to me the other day, um, 
you know, we were kind of talking about views and how, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, my views are down a little bit. And they said, well, you have 121,000 views on your video today. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I normally have like 344,000 a day across my video catalog. And he goes, do you realize you have more people that view your video than Taylor Swift has at a concert? And I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot. And, you know, I mean, it just kind of, you don't even, you don't really realize. Right, because because we get, you get the taste of it. Yeah. And it's like the first time you've had a slice of cake. Yeah. That first slice of cake, you're like, what is this? Now yeah. you're like, oh, it's cake. Yeah. You're like, you've got to really impress me now. Yeah. Like, I need a very special cake if you yeah. want, if you want a compliment, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I think that, I, I think that part of the reason, you know, it's just, I'm still kind of grasping that people like recognize me Mm -hmm. and that people are like, Oh, it's you. And so that kind of throws me, you know, I was at church yesterday and this guy walks up and he's like, I love your videos. And I was in a group of people and this guy turned around and he goes, what kind of videos? (laughs) And and I said, I said, it's only fans. And the guy who, I mean, here we are at church, and the guy right. who said it is like beat red. Right. Um, and he goes, no, 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 she makes real estate videos. <laughs> it's, but it's just, and, and the guy goes, and you've seen her real estate videos? Like, you know, what kind of real estate videos are they? So it, it's still kind of difficult to get it around, my, like, believe it. Yeah. I think, like, and I totally get all of that. I think, like, the point I'm, like, trying to make and I realized I was doing it to you in this episode without even thinking about it. And it doesn't make like, is how many times people are talking about this thing that they're going to do and somebody's there to tell them why it's not going to work. Like, you're like, I'm just, we sold our house. I'm good. And here I am like laughing at you, telling you it's not going to work, which is a fun, playful conversation. But it's like kind of like the human experience is like, you talk about this thing that you're going to do and somebody's like there to tell you why it's not going to work. But it doesn't, it didn't even phase me. Well, aren't you a fucking warrior? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, like mentally, I think that when people, when people, like poke holes mm-hmm. in your idea, in your theory, in your goal. I, I think just mentally, it's just natural to feel to be like, oh, well, maybe they're right. Right. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I remember when I said to my husband that I was going to spend this much money making these videos, and he's like, yeah, I'm not on board with that. Like that, it like you don't like you need to be saving that money. You don't have a retirement plan, you know. You need to, that is not don't you do not need to be spending that money. I, I I'm I don't agree to that. Little did you know you were his retirement plan. Yeah, little did I. <laughs> like think about that. That ain't that some shit. Yeah, wow, that just about stopped me in my tracks right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Feels like so long ago. Uh, to me, it does anyway. Does it? Does that? 
I feel like you've been out of that relationship for a long time, but it's only been what a year and a half. A year and a half since the divorce was final. Right. Two and a half years since I moved out. It just. Should we have him on as a guest? I just kind of feel like if we need to get like the ratings up one day, and like you know we're just kind of like stalling. <laughs> like, boy, are you in for a treat next week? <laughs> You know, I, it's so, it's so interesting to me because, you know, Denver is witness. I was so embarrassed when Denver came in December because I wasn't allowed to shoot at my house. I had to shoot the videos at my rental house. And so in October, we shot the videos in at Lake Colony. And in November, we shot the videos at Lake Colony. And I would go over there from my house. And then in December, when Denver and Sam got there, it was obvious that I was living there. Lucas was with me. And... I was so embarrassed. And think about that. If I had listened. If you had listened to your husband. If I had listened to him. You can't spend this much money on a video. Yeah. There would be no glitter and gay. No, but I'm, I mean, really, Tyler. No, there really wouldn't be a glittering gay. But think about how that one decision would change the trajectory of my business, of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the vacation that he didn't want. He didn't want to go on the family vacation. And how many years did we not go on the family vacation because he wouldn't do that. And now some of the best memories of vacation that I have are from those vacations with my kids. So I think I heard I was at Tony Robbins in 2017, July of 2017. And he came here to Atlanta and Sarah Blakely was on stage with him. And she said in this, um, interview with him that telling her dream of Spanx to friends nearly caused her not to do it. Oh, I'm coming fresh off of a life experience just like it. I was, and I was just about to take us there because you are embarking on something that really is it, it's a big undertaking it's it's huge and there's so many stories i want to tell you that i almost feel like it needs to be the next episode well and i think that maybe i i'd, I'd love to encapsulate
the trials and tribulations leading up to. I mean, keep in mind, we're, you're not even there. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I have learned so much, A, about business. Yeah. And, you know, now that I've, like, fully said yes, it's out in the public. People know. In the my, press. It's in the press. Um, and, I'm who, so, and I'm so excited. They know who your business partner is. They know who my business partner is. Yeah. She, um, she probably more than anybody has had to be careful with what we're talking about right now, like who she's letting in on the dream. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is the thing is, doesn't it blow your mind that you have someone that you are under the impression that you are the most important person to that, that to them, that, that they only want good for you. And for me, and I don't speak for you, but in my situation, here was someone that I literally believed had my best interest at heart. Mm. And in all actuality, it was not that at all and really could have, could have killed my business. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some good stories for you for the next, for the next episode. I feel like I, I I feel like it all just has to flow together. Okay. Otherwise it's going to be crazy. Are we going somewhere else on this one or are we pineappling it? Let's pineapple this pony. Okay. You know what I think is what I do want to say though is so I posted when I was coming down here, I was like, let me know if you have any questions. (laughs) Most of the questions are, can I come? Can I watch? Can I come see it in person? Um, But I also got a lot of questions. Oh, I have my phone on airplane mode. About money and specifically um, how much, let me see how he worded it Um, because I'm curious how comfortable you are answering this. What's your income split percentage-wise of real estate versus non-real estate, meaning from like your influencer catalog, which I think is basically meaning like what percentage of our income comes from this? Comes from glitter and gay. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Uh, are we are we pineappling into the question, and that's the question? Yeah. So I I don't think people get it. Yeah. So, so, and 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 we were just in an interview for something kind of big for us, mm-hmm. and we have um, self funded this podcast yep now this is this is not some homemade podcast the last season was but this season the three of the four seasons have been very expensive very expensive i mean this is not a walmart mic that i'm speaking into right and so we're in it's it's more than four figures yeah you know we're this is a five-figure investment for each season oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think between the four, we're probably coming up on a six-figure investment. Exactly. Right. 100%. And the time away from our business. I mean, I'm out of the office three days this week. Um, so Glitter and Gay is self-funded. 
it we're not making income from it we have designed it this way specific for a reason because if an opportunity ever came came was came 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 comes along ever, if a if an opportunity comes along that we can get behind we did not want anyone to own us or own it exactly period and i think it's like important for us to keep telling people and making sure the world knows that we want to do something big. We, yeah. we, we're open to whatever kind of thing it could be. It could be a TV show. I don't show. even think that we have anything. We don't have anything like preconceived notion no. of what it is. I personally think that we have the ability to impact so many people. And the podcast it really is just a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. of, of, of what we want to do together. Yeah. So... So co-host to talk. Yeah. Show. So real estate is a hundred percent of of our of our income for you know as it relates to this. Yeah, and the and in terms of like influencer stuff, there's there's obviously like a little money here and there. I haven't ever done any sponsored posts because I just feel like I, I don't know. I didn't want that for like my personal social media feed. And there's a zero judgment thing. I was just kind of like, Oh, I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm doing like producty things on my social media unless it's an actual real estate listing. But then I'm just getting my commission when I sell it, but it's not like a paid post. The only thing that I'm getting like, I'm using quotations. You can't see me like influencer money from is speaking engagements. Yeah. Um, and there's good money in speaking engagements for sure. Um, I'm trying to just do like quick, but I still think it's probably, it's definitely less than 10% of my income though. Yeah. Um, so about, about a little over 10% of mine comes from things that are not buying and selling real estate. Yeah. And so, yeah. So let's call it 90% of our income is commissions from sales. Yeah. Yeah. It's the foundation of our business. Yeah. Period. All right. Well, that clears that up. I think some people think that we're like getting like gazillions of dollars. Yeah. There is no sponsorship on Glitter and Gay and it is all self-funded. Have you guys noticed that you don't have to stop and listen to commercials? Yeah. That's because we don't accept any money for this. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that annoys me. Does it annoy you in a podcast? When I listen to commercials? Yes. So it's a, it, no, because if we do, honestly, if somebody comes along with the right check and like the right opportunity to like, listen, we're going to sell you guys a, a cheese grater. And, and, um, and which is, is not a true. Cheese grater? We could absolutely monetize. I, we have I, no- started, I started to say, why would it be a cheese grater? Like it's maybe always- we could do like makeup. Oh, we could definitely do makeup. Yeah. Um, because so you know have I'm a you huge ever Sarah used Silverman a, fan. Have you ever used a cheese grater? On my face? <laughs> um, no, not since. Because you don't really use cheese graters anymore. Isn't it like a 1990s tool where you're like scraping it up against the, um, Pineapple. Okay. You're not used to me saying it, are you? I know. I was like, I was going to tell you about Sarah Silverman, but... Can we talk about that the next episode? And Well, listen... I have a lot to talk about in the next episode. We'll see if Sarah Silverman makes it. <laughs> what we gonna do? Subscribe, share, rate, and review. Like, share, rate, subscribe, review. In whatever order you like, apparently. <laughs> <laughs>